and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the hottest takes on the coldest news stories. I'm Matt Heron. Mayamo Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Oh, we're a bilingual podcast now. Yes, Ooh, I yes. don't know what possessed me to do that. I was taken by the spirit of Europe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you have been listening to a lot of the song Miami by Will Smith lately. Yeah. Which is a bilingual song only because somebody says Bienvenidos a Miami. Yes. But it still counts. No, I'm doing Spanish in a different way. Oh, yes? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing it in the evil way. Whoa, okay. I'm <laughs> Like the Spanish Inquisition? Curi- or? <laughs> yeah. I'm curious mm-hmm. how you're going to get out of this one without being racist. <laughs> Go on. Uh, easy. Spain is where Spanish originated, and yes. that is a country uh, occupied by white colonizers. Yeah, yeah I guess got, that's got true. got in there with Europe. That was the, the key. Uh-huh. I mean, yes, that is true. It still feels not great to say that people who speak a certain language are could are evil. No, I'm doing it in an evil way. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, so you're looking for the fountain of youth and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm uh being run out of Tenochtitlan and then coming back later after they all die of the diseases they don't have immunities to. Yeah, that's the way I mentioned I'm this... speaking Spanish. <laughs> I mentioned this in the last episode, but there's a new magic set that returns to one of the planes that is uh, Mesoamerican themed, mm-hmm. and in in this in this fantasy version of like Mesoamerican culture, there is a group of conquistadors, and they are all vampires, and they're like the the most evil bad guys. And I was like, yes, this is correct. <laughs> that really oh, whips man. ass. I was gonna say. I was going to say Jeff could be, like, the bad guy in Don Quixote, but then I couldn't remember if there was a bad guy, or was it just, was real life the bad guy? Yeah. I think the bad guy was the 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 deteriorating (laughs) mind of an aging uh, warrior. I mean, the thing that nobody wants to say, but I'm going to say it, because this is, I'm Internet's favorite bad boy. I hate windmills too, Matt. (laughs) Don Quixote is the bad guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does do a lot of things for people for he their He really own good. leads Sancho Panza down the, uh, what is it called, the Rosemary Path? That's not it. What is it? Rose Strewn Path? What are you trying the to say? The Garden, garden path. path? Garden Path, that's the one. Yeah, but he like... I thought Sancho Panza kind of knew what was going on. He was the audience's proxy where he's like, oh sure, we'll go fight a windmill, but he's doing the jerk-off motion the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like he, I feel like that story was written in a time when he, it's not like he could go get another job. He's well, yeah. kind of like shackled to this insane, yes. terrible old man. He does remind me a lot of um, the servants in Shakespeare comedies. Yes, where, or like a Jeeves and Wooster type guy. Yeah, where part of the comedy is supposed to be like the person with all the power is telling their employee that they're a stupid idiot and they should sell them uh, into uh, some kind of weird slavery. And you're like, is this funny? I guess. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Is there a sequel to Don Quixote where it takes place on Boxing Day and Sancho Panza gets to be in charge for a day? <laughs> uh, there could be. Is That's that probably like in the a, public domain. Is you that a deep that. lore Don Quixote joke that I don't get because I don't know about Don Quixote? It's a deep lore Boxing Day joke where servants and masters change oh, positions. I see. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Sorry, it was not related to the novel Don Quixote, but instead to uh, Britain, another thing I don't understand. Yeah. You know, almost every country in the world other than America celebrates Boxing Day, but every time I bring it up, everyone's like, oh, British, British. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the reason why you know about it. You're not Canadian. Uh, I mean, but my point is that most places do know about Boxing Day. America is just stubbornly opposed to learning things. Mm. I guess you are in some ways Canadian. Like, you maybe have a Canadian vibe to you. I I feel like I'm, like, like parallel evolution Canadian. Because I, like, (laughs) was uh, loyal to the crown longer than most Americans, but I did grow up here, so... Yeah. Mm. And you like all just chips, so... And I do love maple syrup. 
which I know is a stereotype, but that doesn't make it not true. Also, donuts are very good. Do you like all dressed chips or was Louisa lying? <laughs> well, I- <sighs> you know, I tried them. I thought they were okay. I thought they were better than your average chip, but I'm, I would not be, I'm not as insane about them as a lot of people are. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's, they're like, if if you took the barbecue out of barbecue sauce. Yeah. Like, they barbecue without the smokiness. They have, like, a weird ketchup-y flavor, which yeah. I know they also have ketchup-flavored chips, and I just don't like ketchup. Yeah, ketchup I was is just watching. Bad. I was just watching Meet Me in St. Louis. You guys seen this movie? Yes. You guys seen this I shit? Haven't. How does that, mm, how does that get to be called a Christmas movie when it covers every season of the year? Mm. Because it has um, that one song a in it. Merry little Christmas. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That everyone knows that song from that movie, though, and that's the one Christmas thing. Anyway, you know, the whole movie starts with their made making ketchup on the stove. Yeah. Oh, God, that must yeah. smell miserable. <laughs> yeah, and everyone has their different opinion about whether it needs more vinegar or more salt or more spice or whatever. And then she's bottling it, and it's, like, neon pink, and I'm just like, this is disgusting. Uh, Thank God we moved away from this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was disappointed to find, you know, the trend of artisanal things that we take for granted has been kicking off for, like, ten years now. But I tried making yeah. my own ketchup, and the disappointing thing was, it's fine. It tastes barely different from Heinz, so what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, I think that there are some, I mean, it's like making your own mayonnaise at home. Like, you probably, it's definitely not worth the effort. We have, in some ways, given people the convenience of not worrying about bland things anymore. The thing about making your own mayo at home, though, is it's really easy and it tastes exactly the same as what you buy at the store. That's true. And if you use a flavored oil, you can really change it up. Yeah, you know, but like, yeah, making like ketchup, ketchup at ketchup. home. No, yeah. you're still making ketchup. Like, make barbecue sauce at home if you're gonna <laughs> make a sauce. That's just good ketchup. And the thing is, making used, ketchups. Go ahead. They used canned um, Roma tomatoes. I think it was in this ketchup recipe, and I was like, I'm gonna get the fire roasted kind. My ketchup is gonna have a delicious smoky taste to it. No, it didn't. You couldn't tell at Should all. Should have added liquid smoke. Yeah, but problem. I could do that to regular Heinz also is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's how you make ketchup. Squirt a whole bottle of, ke- of Heinz into a pot and then heat it up. Hot ketchup. Yeah, this is Sandra Lee's homemade, semi-homemade ketchup. Mm-hmm. I do feel like ketchup at one point was intended to be a spicy thing uh-huh. where there would be like some heat to it and it and that is no longer the case Mm, i I don't know i i think it's like mainly a savory in this thing it's that's why it was initially mushrooms and now is tomatoes because tomatoes are all msg yeah 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 i think i mean that's obviously the the main thrust of it although the amount of vinegar in there also yeah that's true that adds a bite it's like trying to, I, I've often, because I like malt vinegar on my french fries, you know, mm-hmm. don't at me, but a lot of people look at that and they're like, that's gross. And then they will put ketchup on it, which is just malt vinegar and sugar, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. I want to get, you know what I think would be good? Sugar-free ketchup. It couldn't be good. I don't want it to have artificial sweetener. I want it to just be like tomato vinegar and what else do you need in there garlic or whatever cloves and cinnamon no what yeah that that is in ketchup that is in every type of ketchup it will not taste like ketchup to your mouth unless it has cloves and cinnamon in it i might be okay with it not tasting like ketchup (laughs) uh jeff talked over my great joke sorry go for it I just said Louisa likes to make mold ketchup this time of year. Yeah, a Good. big cauldron of ketchup. You yep. dip it out into little uh, punch glasses. <laughs> Delicious. Yep. Adding a whole bottle of wine in there. Yeah. It's, Ooh, pre- I made it's mold pre-vinegar. Wine. <laughs> I made mold wine last night. You guys, if you're not making mold wine, you gotta get on this. It's so good. Oh, I've been drinking eggnog. so mm, That is good, too. Yeah. Well, what's your I recipe? Got a thing of... My recipe? Yeah. 
I really love it. Turkey Hills eggnog, so I buy Turkey Hill. Oh. (laughs) I tried getting the Wegmans brand eggnog. It is not good. It is too eggy. Too much egg. (laughs) I, uh, last year, was like, I want to make like an eggnog ice cream in my ice cream machine. Mm -hmm. I was like, how am I going to do this? And then I looked at the ingredients of the store-bought eggnog and was like, oh, this is everything that goes in the ice cream base. I'm just going to pour this into the ice cream maker. And it worked out perfectly. I'm just going to add nutmeg. (laughs) Yeah. It was just like, it already has eggs, cream, milk, and sugar, which Mm -hmm. is all that goes in there. Yep. Good stuff. I want to make... Every year I make a different uh, holiday-themed ice cream to bring to my in-laws because they love ice cream. And this year I think I'm going to make sugar plum-flavored ice cream, Mm -hmm. which is just going to be almond milk base ice cream with chopped up plums, or uh, dried plums and dates. Can I suggest, instead of dried plums, you can buy jars of them in syrup I think those would go better in the ice cream. But the problem is, if you don't use dried ones, then they're gonna they're gonna freeze and then thaw at a different rate than the milk around them. This is what I've been trying to to struggle with. I've used glacé cherries in ice cream before, and Mm -hmm. they don't. The texture gets weird. Mm -hmm. So I worry that the syrup is going to make the ice cream weird. I think you just need to dry them as well as you can. I think if you use dried ones... they already sell dried plums. But I think if you use dried ones, they will turn into just hard little chunks of, like, beef jerky in your ice cream. Mm, That's true. I don't know. I've put craisins in ice cream, and they turned out to be nice little, like, chewy Hmm. ice cream bits. Maybe the answer is just I need to chop them up real good. The other thing yeah. about syrup-soaked things is that they're quite difficult to chop because your whole th- every sh- all your shit gets all sticky. Yeah. So I want to get them. I mean, I guess if I'm chopping up prunes, it's gonna get sticky. Yeah. You know That's what I mean? What they and then say. Jeff, Jeff Jeff does a diarrhea joke in a second. Nope. You guys. Mm-mm. Oh, he's gonna. You no. just watch. We're just we're I'm, all gonna I'm wait, wait here wait silently <laughs> <laughs> until I'm I make gonna... a diarrhea joke. I don't yeah. know. Uh, poopy, poopy, poopy. Done. <laughs> there we go. Now you can cut that out and use it as a ringtone. Ooh, that's pretty good actually. Um, but anyway, home. yes. So I I want to try to incorporate both the like Victorian definition of sugar plum, which is just like a Jordan almond, mm-hmm. and the like early 1900s sugar plum which is just chopped up dates and uh prunes with like rolled in sugar mm-hmm. sounds good that's that's my goal i like this any, plan any holiday ice cream ideas from you louisa um you've made gingerbread before right yes i have because i was gonna say yeah if it was a molasses spice base and you cut up crystallized ginger i think that would be pretty delicious mm. in there uh, I did for Thanksgiving. I did a molasses, just a molasses flavored ice cream with like a brown butter with spices in it ripple, and mm-hmm. that came out real good. Mm-hmm. I've got um, a bag of cookie crumbs in my freezer that I saved <laughs> from my last batch of cookies and just tossed them in the freezer Pretty so good. that they can uh-huh. become ice cream mixins at some point. That'll be my oh, I see. my Christmas ice cream. <laughs> With a vanilla base? Yeah, I'll, well, I'll, you know, I'll go for the uh, Ben and Jerry Nadia. sweet cream base that I always start oh, okay. with, and then yeah. add these chopped up cookie cookie bits to it. Mm. Yep. I started putting a little bit of vanilla into my mulled wine, and that's a very good idea, you guys. Ooh, are you bowling it with, like, vanilla bean pods? I don't have vanilla bean pods, and also they're very expensive, so I probably wouldn't want to waste a whole vanilla bean pod on um, mulled wine. Fair. But I just put a little bit of, of vanilla extract in there. Also, I have a fuckload of vanilla extract because Louisa and I are doing our annual cookie bake later today, Woo. so I've got like all of the cookie ingredients in the house. Nice. <clears throat> anyway, Jeff, what have you been up to the last three weeks or however long it's been since we recorded oh boy um uh, i want to recommend a movie real quick uh i watched the pope's exorcist yesterday (laughs) Uh, is that the one with russell crowe yeah russell crowe does uh 
a really goofy Italian accent the whole time. And he understands that he's in a movie where he should be playing at Arch because he's the world's for he's playing the world's foremost badass demon slaying uh catholic priest and Great. everyone else in the movie is like mm, no we have to be normal this is a serious <laughs> movie um so that tension is not ideal but uh mm. i would say it is overall worth watching because there are glimpses into this wonderful different movie that could have been uh and enough that you're delighted when it does uh shine with with greatness that's funny i have heard it is a good bad movie yeah i think russell crowe is a very good actor but i find it interesting that in his later career like recent years he kind of has just done movies where it feels like he's looking directly out of the the screen at you to be like can you believe this you guys can you believe how dumb this movie is you know what i mean Yeah. yeah He he always has, he's got the acting capability that he can be in movies at the, like, Gerard Butler level, but elevate them through the quality of his performance. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yes, I think that's true. Um, it's even, like, a little different than your Nick Cage, who will deliver a good performance in a good movie or a bad movie, but also can deliver a bad performance in a bad movie. Yes. Ooh, I want to see that new, <clears throat> new Nick Cage movie about uh, dream nightmares things. Oh yeah, where he's this? where he's the where he's the have you seen this man in your dreams thing. Yeah, the idea being that he's just a normal guy, but everyone on Earth starts dreaming about him for yeah. some reason. <laughs> oh, so scary. <laughs> He's he's in two things right now because I saw someone online say I'm going to go see the Nick, new Nick Cage movie, and someone else said which one. And then they each talked about the two different movies he's in right now. What's the other one? I don't remember, but the... the... Well, then why'd you bring it up? <laughs> because there's two right now. So when people are talking about which one, like you're talking about this dream one, which I've heard is maybe not very good, but I don't know. Oh, really? That's, all, that's only a small sample size of a couple people who said so. But the other one, people are like, this one is crazy. And they enjoyed it. So, Is it possible you're thinking of the same movie? <laughs> To look from two different points of view. It's not impossible, but people did specifically say these were different movies. Hmm. Now I am now curious. Jeff, yeah, you're I'm the movie guy. You're it. supposed to know. Uh, God damn it. Uh, Nicolas Cage has been in enough movies that he has a separate filmography page on Wikipedia. So. <laughs> Great. Uh, He's had... This motherfucker has had five movies come out in t- 2023. Yeah. That's not okay. <clears throat> yeah, he's back on the up, up and up. He's he's paid off all of his uh, weird tax evasion debt or whatever the hell, uh, and yeah. now now he can just make movies that he wants to. Looks like the retirement plan. Yeah, is another movie I was just about to in. say. I found it. I believe it is the retirement plan with uh, Ron Perlman and Jackie Earl Haley. Is this another fun. like old men being scoundrels kind of movie? It looks like it from the poster. <laughs> Yeah, criminal stuff. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, I've enjoyed uh, movies that he's in, honestly. This uh, this one where he's <laughs> Dracula and that guy from About a Boy is uh, is Renfield is probably good, right? Yeah, Renfield uh, looks okay. I feel like if, if you told me there's a movie where Nicolas Cage plays Dracula, like, without any additional information, I'm like, that's probably a fun movie to watch. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Oh my god, scrolling back up to 2019, if you thought his 2023 was busy. <laughs> one, two, three, hey, you know four, weird? five, six, seven movies in 2019. Amazing. Weird. You know what's weird, though? For Nick Cage, he's like the one guy you tell me he plays Dracula, and I cannot figure out what type of Dracula he would be. Because you yeah. tell me Gary Oldman plays Dracula, I'm like, oh, like a sophisticated uh, killer. And you tell me Willem Dafoe plays Dracula, I'm like, oh yeah, like a Nosferatu monster. Nick Cage? Mm. I have no idea. Yeah, I oh, wish... That movie where Willem Dafoe plays Nosferatu is such a good movie, though. <laughs> oh. I wish they hadn't revealed that Nick Cage was in Renfield in the trailer, because mm. I would have loved to see that movie and been, like, surprised by that. Mm. But he seems to be playing, like, a monster squad Dracula. 
like bog standard <laughs> pop culture dracula yeah is that good or bad to you i mean i, I didn't know. like monster squad but i do think that I mean, if I watched this movie and there wasn't even one moment where Nicolas Cage became an unhinged psychopath, then I would be disappointed. Yeah, I mean, he's playing Dracula. You know he's probably going to eat it, dude. I ho- That's what I'm saying. If he's just Monster Squad and that's it, then nah. But if he's uh, going to be chewing the scenery a little bit, chewing some necks, that's what I want to see. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know this movie was based on a story by uh, Robert Kirkman of Walking Dead oh. and Invincible fame. Yeah, that makes sense. Fun. He loves to be like, but what if man was the real monster about every monster thing? Yeah. <laughs> it was apparently going to be tied in with the Dark Universe uh, pictures, but then the mummy cool. did so poorly that uh, it entered development hell. That is such a bummer that, like... The Dark Universe is a good idea. We all know this, especially the three of us, that this is a good idea for movies. And then the people who made all of the individual movies in it did such a shitty job. Yep, but it's still a good idea. There's one. Right? They made one. Well, they did They did the one, and then they did, what was it? Um, Vampire? No, Dracula Begins or something. <laughs> what was it called? Dracula Origins? Untold had come out a yeah. few years earlier, oh, and it did yeah. poorly enough that they were like, actually, that's With... not part of it. We're trying again. Was that Luke Evans? That sounds right. That sounds yeah, like a I generic remember... enough person. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's a guy who's like in the second tier cast of a bunch of British stuff. I'm like, he's fine. And then when they were cast him as Dracula, I'm like, but why, though? And I guess it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's terrible, although I'm a little curious to yeah, watch it Yeah, you love a someday. terrible movie. I do love a terrible movie sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ooh, no. Speaking of a terrible movie, ask me about what I did. What did you do? So I've been trying to... So I have my like gym set up in the basement of my house. Who's and Jim? it's Yeah. Pretty good. Matt's uh, developing his mainly... jigsaw personality about all this. Yep. <laughs> I'm Jim. Um, Would you mainly... like to play a game? <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Are we done or? No, that's it. You... I'm good. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll... you can keep going. No, I didn't have anything beyond that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I have a gym set up in my. You can cut all that stuff out. <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> So I have a gym set up in the basement of my house that's mainly just like a, a exercise bike in front of, the, of a TV. Uh, and so I've been trying to figure out something I can put on the TV that will make me want to exercise enough to actually do it, but not something that's going to be like... It, you need something that you're going to want to watch, but that something that's not so that you haven't seen before enough times that it, you're going to get distracted and then remember that your body hurts so bad. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so I've decided to embark upon a grand project, which is um, there are so many movies that come out and I want to see them and then I don't see them in theaters and then they for- I forget they exist and then they're just gone forever from my consciousness. Mm-hmm. So I I scraped a list of the top box office movies of every weekend for the last decade, and then I downloaded them all onto my Plex. Oh no! So now I'm going to watch every movie that got number one box office at least one weekend in the last ten years. Okay, this is why... I was hanging out with Chris and Leah yesterday, and we were looking through Plex, and I was like, why are all of these movies in recently <laughs> added that do- don't seem like anyone would want to watch them? Yes. So, I'm excited and also upset, because there's some movies on here, like, I I just watched Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm sorry. Um, which I had wanted to watch. It was better than I expected it to be, honestly. I thought it was yeah. going to be horrible, and it was fine. It's not scary um, at all. No, but it is a bummer. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. it's sad. Matthew Lillard is always great, though, in everything. Yeah, that's true. Even so when he says the that. catchphrase that doesn't fit. <laughs> yep. Yes. 
yeah, the I mean, it didn't make any goddamn sense at all, and it was mostly stupid, but it was fine. Louisa, you um, should watch this movie not knowing anything about Five Nights at Freddy's, because <laughs> I'm curious how it would hit someone who doesn't already know what this is. I would yeah, consider I, it. I mean, now that I know it's on Plex, maybe I will give it a try. And that it's yeah, not it scary. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, there is some, like, jump scare adjacent moments but yeah. they aren't really i feel like scary yeah i feel like as someone who doesn't enjoy those moments i feel like i know when they're being telegraphed and sometimes if i just like mute the tv for a second or you know turn yeah. my head away like it, it's enough to break the uh spell of it it does not yeah. even approach the way the video games upon which it is based jump scare you like there's not <laughs> even loud screeching noises or anything yeah yeah that makes sense i do i did appreciate the fact that jim henson's creature shop really was flexing on people because like if if a lesser studio was making these animatronics they would have just made a suit for someone to wear and maybe that's what they did for this as well but they did they took the extra effort of making all of the joints on the robots be visible and then you know, photoshopping out the person inside the suit or whatever, so that it really does look like it is. It would be impossible for a person to be in there. Yeah, hmm. I I also really liked uh, that they didn't just go fully CGI and actually had suits. Yes, I agree. Like animatronic so. robot things, not suits, I guess, but whatever. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah, so, so I thought that was fine. I thought it was good enough that I'm like. I'll wa- I might watch the next one. Apparently they've already signed a deal to make six of them, so that's Blech. fucking weird. Ugh, they won't have new many. ideas for all that. They made six uh, games, and they didn't yeah. have enough ideas for that. Here's the thing, though. With games, games always have a million sequels because people just want more of the same thing. But when you try to do that right. with movies, people don't like it. Yeah, I could just rewatch the one you did before yeah. Yeah. again. Yeah, there's a more. it's a more singular-directed experience in a film. Yeah. Yeah. Like... There's not an element of, uh, like, lizard brain interaction like video games right. have. Uh, so I watched that, and then I've, uh, I just started watching uh, 42, the Jackie Robinson life biopic thing. Who plays Jackie Robinson in that? I don't remember. Chadwick Boseman. Oh, it was yeah. his first starring oh, right. role in movies. Poor guy. Um, it's very good so far. Mm-hmm. I mean... Mm-hmm. This is why I wanted to do this, and what you said, Jeff, is absolutely correct. Like, there are a ton of movies that I've downloaded now that are not the kind of movie that I would watch, but I want to watch them because they're not the kind of movie I'd usually watch, you know? Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. I know I have exposure to stuff outside of, you know, the, the bubble that I've created for myself. So, so yeah, I would never normally watch a movie about a baseball player, um, but I'm really enjoying 42 and they're really, really whitewashing history with Harrison Ford being the like lovable baseball team owner. Who's like, everyone is racist except me. And I'm the one yeah. who's telling everyone to stop being racist. Like that probably isn't how it went. <laughs> probably he was the most racist one. He just wanted to make money, but whatever. I'd be willing you know. to bet that Harrison Ford is pretty racist. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah probably it's really oh, weird God. that he survived into his 80s without ever being uh accused of monstrosity especially you... having been in the indiana jones movies which they themselves are the most racist thing i think he gets out of it because he is such a private person so most people mm. his age some interviewers been like but you do feel a certain way about people like in your movies, right? And then they all fall into that trap. Like, oh yeah, if we're just talking, sure, that is true. And then it's a whole scandal. Mm-hmm. But because uh, he doesn't want to give interviews, maybe that's why. Yeah, whatever anyone's like. What kinds of, how do you feel about what kinds of jokes you could make today versus... <laughs> yeah, oh, that's how they always get them. ten years ago, mm. yeah. Ah, uh, lovely. So anyway, I'm very excited to watch all of these movies that I missed. I was really bummed out. I think having done, putting the list into a spreadsheet and doing all the math and stuff, I'd only seen like 2% of the top grossing movies in the last decade. So 
Maybe I've been missing out on all of the culture well, stuff. Well, there are definitely some you don't want to see, though, right? Like, are you going to make yourself yes. watch them anyway? I am, and I'm... So, the ones that we are not looking forward to are the Medea movies that mm-hmm. hit the top, uh, which I think are just two. There's Boo and Boo 2. What? I haven't even heard of uh, those ones. Um, a Medea Halloween. Yes. Oh. Boo! Exclamation point. Parentheses, a Medea Halloween. Okay. And then the sequel, Boo 2, a Medea Halloween. So that I'm not thrilled about. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some Minions movies on here and like no, the no. Crudes or whatever. Oh, so that's Christ. not great. But like, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Maybe I should force my. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. we all watched every movie that came out pretty much. <laughs> like,. There weren't enough movies that you could be like, nah, I'm not going to watch that one. Well, yeah, but now there's, what, ten times as many movies per year? Yeah. Yeah, no, so. now you're going to have to watch the Taylor Swift Eras Tour and Renaissance, a I film know. by Beyonce. I, it's true. I've and already Paw got Paw Patrol, up the lady movie. No! I know. <laughs> this is going to happen. Oh, man. Well, I hope you get something yeah. out of it. <laughs> Thanks. So the ones that I've finished so far are Five Nights at Freddy's and the Super Mario Brothers movie, both of which not great, but mm. they did distract me for two hours while I was riding a bicycle. That there. is pretty good. Some bright colors, that'll do it. Yeah, you can't take that away from them. And that's the other thing, right? Like, hating a movie is maybe a good way to make myself do this exercise. Yeah. It's interesting. Do- you will get to watch... Uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance. Will you go back and watch the previous ones? This is the challenge. So I was originally I was like, I watch them in reverse chronological order because it, that way I can just download the ones that more are more recent and then work my way backwards. But then I was like, oh, all the sequels I'm going to hit without having seen the prequel, the previous ones. That's no good. So then I switched to wa- watching them in alphabetical order, but. As Jeff points out, there are some sequels on here to movies that I haven't seen from before, like the Fast and the Furious movies, the Transformers movies, and Magic Mike. I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll just watch the sequel and figure it out. I, most sequels are, like, packaged in such a way that it, you you don't really need to know anything going in. Yeah, that's true. Uh- of the Magic Mike movies, Last Dance is probably one that you could watch by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think those movies, all three of them, are worth watching. I will say, one of the... So, is this something that's a common experience to everyone? That you have, like, a, a rotation of YouTube videos that you will put on when you're, like, just sitting around and you want to watch something fun on YouTube? Like a bunch of funny or or interesting videos that you'll just watch with with your friends or your partner or whatever. Like there's, rewatch. Yeah, that's Whoa. weird to me. I, there's ones that are like two minutes <laughs> long that I'll watch again. I'll be like, oh, this funny song. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Oh, okay. I was gonna say longer ones. I usually just like a creator and then just watch some of their. Stuff. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I mean, like it's the end of a long day yeah. and you got twenty minutes before bed, and so you watch. The music video for Total Eclipse of the Heart, you know, once a week or whatever, because it's funny every goddamn time. (laughs) You know what? YouTube is good at this. The algorithm is good at recommending me something I just watched again. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I will watch that a second or a third time. Like the the (laughs) one minute long clip of the B-Boss music from the upcoming game Haunted Chocolatier. That keeps coming up, and I'm like, fuck yeah, it is time to listen to B-Boss again. <laughs> so one of the one of the rotations that we get into, because my wife and I met doing dance, and we both like to dance, is we will watch a bunch of videos about like people doing good old-timey dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that one where it's all movie stars dancing to um, uh, Uptown Funk that somebody cut together. Mm-hmm. Really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the ones we always watch is um, the dance sequence that Channing Tatum does in Hail Caesar called No Dames. Yeah. uh, Where he's like dressed as a sailor and he's dancing with all these other sailors in a bar and that, it kicks ass every time (laughs) and every time I watch it I'm like, maybe I should watch Magic Mike because 
Channing Tatum is so fucking good at dancing, it makes me angry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you like uh, a dance sequence from another movie where Channing Tatum dances, then you will uh, adore Magic Mike. I, I cannot... If you are a person who didn't see Hail Caesar or had forgotten that this existed, I cannot recommend highly enough watching the video of No Dames on YouTube anytime you're feeling down. It's great. It's so... It's amazing that Channing Tatum, like, the people who made this movie knew that people watching at home like me would be like, there's no way Channing Tatum did that. So they do these continuous shots where you see, and then it zooms in on his face, and they're like, it fucking is Channing Tatum, you assholes. Ugh, it's so good. I knew that movie. so good. Ugh. That whole movie was pretty good, but I think Channing Tatum was the best part of it. I really like Hobie Doyle trying to be in an upscale uh, chamber uh, drama. Mm. It's so tortured, <laughs> yes. and he's trying so hard. Oh, it's a great movie. Yep. I recommend it's that Coen, movie to everybody. Coen Brothers, right? I should yeah. watch this. Yes. Yeah, you would like it, Jeff. It's very good. Yeah. Um, okay, Louisa, what did you do to get through the last two weeks? Uh, just this past week, I went to Longwood Gardens, which I know Matt mm-hmm. knows, Jeff probably doesn't, but it's a local botanical gardens. And it was just nice to, like, actively go and do a Christmas thing, which I tend to get caught up in not doing. Like, you kind of get <laughs> caught up in your own bullshit, and you're like, fuck, I have to buy presents, and, like, it's suddenly December 20th. But to yep. take the time, to schedule the time to be like, I'm going to go look at some Christmas lights and decorated trees. That's just nice. Yeah. Makes you feel less insane. I find. <laughs> yes, that's true. <sighs> so. Yeah, I mm. I always have so many things that I want to do every Christmas season. Yeah. And then, like you say, I will wake up one day and it's December 22nd or whatever. Mm. And it's just shocking that. I think we forget that the Christmas season really only has, like, three weekends in it. Yeah. And that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's... you. you the thing is, you watch a Christmas movie, and in that, people are like, well, we got up early, we went to get a tree, then we went to shop at the Christmas market, then we baked cookies all afternoon, then we had a party in the evening, and it's like, fucking nobody can do any of these things. That's why it's, like, fantasies in a Christmas movie. Yeah, in your real and we life, did you... all of this on December twenty fourth, <laughs> right? Yeah. In your real life, you uh, go to get a tree, and then you're exhausted, then you have a headache, and you don't do anything the rest of the day. And uh... <laughs> I, the number of movies that have perpetuated the idea that you would do the shopping for your Christmas presents yeah. on the twenty fourth is infuriating. <laughs> If, yeah. if it got to the week of Christmas and I didn't already have all of my gifts wrapped, I would have a fucking full-blown panic attack. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> I dropped gifts off to friends yesterday because I don't know if I'll see them again before Christmas. Well, yeah. That's true. I feel like this is maybe a holdover to movies where, like, you go into the city and you go to the big department store and you're going to do all your shopping there anyway. So why not do it, you know, in the middle of December and just buy everything at once. But nobody shops yeah. like that anymore. Yeah. And you still wouldn't do that on the Christmas Eve. What a fucking wild time to do that. Yeah. But that's just that time compression thing. It's like, it's a play where it's like, in this scene, we have to be in the department store and then we bump into the love interest or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Exhausting. I prefer when movies are more obviously just based on plays. I love to watch an old timey movie where everything takes place in one room, <laughs> and you're like, "You guys could go outside." I really liked uh, rewatching The Odd Couple after having been in the stage version, and it's the same mm. script, but instead mm-hmm. of all being in their apartment, they just like leave and go do other stuff mid conversation and the conversation continues in new locations mm-hmm. just like you find real out life. about you find you go to the diner and find out about George's uh, job at the the Mets or whatever yes exactly Seinfeld mm-hmm. you know? it's got that exact structure to it yep um I also just watched uh, Christmas in Connecticut another good old-timey oh, yeah. Christmas movie 
And that one is extremely structured that way, where everyone's all in one house together for reasons that don't make any sense at all. (laughs) I like a... uh, It's it's the cornerstone of terrible, like, uh, Hallmark Christmas movies, but it's also the cornerstone of some good movies where it's extremely contrived, (laughs) the structure. Mm -hmm. Christmas in Connecticut (laughs) is about faking a perfect Christmas because you want people to think that you really are the person you made up to write about in a newspaper. So... Yeah, Wonderful. the fact that she is trying to write an ar- write an article as a woman who has like a perfect Martha Stewart life, even though she is like a single brassy dame living in the city, mm-hmm. like you chose at some point you chose to do that. Mm-hmm. You can't be this resentful of this when you know that you're the one who decided this is the career you wanted to have. Oh, very good. Yeah. Also, I love how much everyone hates babies in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Their eyes just like, put that baby in the bedroom or something. We have four other scenes she's like, to do. Put that baby she's in the like, corner. <laughs> she's always like, what am I going to do with it? Somebody yep. take it from me. Yep. Oh, it's so good. So, sorry, what no. do we do on this show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Let's speed, let's speed run the premise. Yeah. Um, so we, each of us get a news story from the mm-hmm. internet and we talk about it uh, for a bit the end but we don't do any of the bummer stories so here's my non-bummer story (laughs) um the title of the article i'm reading is why scientists are making transparent wood (laughs) this is a story i've been following pretty closely are you guys aware of this yeah this is the the marine virus thing from a few years ago right yeah, so they they discovered several years ago that there are certain types of varnish that they can use that will bleach out the chromatin from the plant cell from plant cells. So if you were to soak a leaf in it, it would turn the leaf transparent. Uh, and they figured out ways to inject it into p- panels of wood and turn a whole panel of wood see through. <laughs> Amazing. It's fucking wild that this works. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it should, but it absolutely does. I'm going to post into our chat uh, a picture of this wood so you guys can see. It's very interesting that it is like you can still see the grain mm-hmm. of the wood in it, even though it is uh, it is see-through. Yeah, it's like a panel of frosted glass that you've uh, poured into a mold that was wood grain patterned. Yeah. Um, it. and it's, it's as sturdy as wood and see-through. Obviously the mm-hmm. chemicals are probably not super great for, you know, living things to be in contact with, but, um, apparently they're, they're trying to figure out how to make, uh, phone and tablet screens out of this stuff. Oh, that's weird. I thought they were making greenhouses. Last time I heard they were trying to do stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, they in general, they're like, well, this is a, an alternative to transparent plastics in general mm-hmm. for stuff like, you say, greenhouses and things like that. But the apparently they've determined that the best way to make money off of this is mm, of course. to use it as phone screens. I mean, I will say it won't crack. You drop it, it won't Wo- crack. Wood famously cracks. <laughs> it's like one it of the main things about wood is that it, it, yeah. you could break it. <laughs> What if you got a what? splinter what from swiping? Saying? This is the future you mm. wanted? You it would got to sand it down. It would have to be very thin to be, like, useful. And thin wood is not as durable. That's true, but if you hit it with, like, a hammer, it won't shatter like glass will. Uh, yeah, that's true. Is that something a phone needs to stand up to? A hammer? In the way I use I mean, them. people people <laughs> drop their phones all the time, and if you drop a chunk of wood, you prob- it probably won't crack, you know? I guess. I mean, it's an interesting it's not idea. not brittle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still hoping that they'll eventually get to the transparent aluminum, like on Star Trek. That's mm-hmm. the, the dream. But this is pretty cool. It's weird that this is the way that science has gone. Yeah, I was surprised hearing about this years ago that... Of course, my thought is, okay, so they made transparent wood. They made it in a lab. The process probably cost $4 million to make one piece of wood. But apparently it's cost-effective enough that they can just mess around with it, which is surprising. Yeah. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that anything we can do to figure out things that don't use plastic is probably a good step. Yeah. 
Um, I'm always I mean, obviously... skeptical there because, like, we already have glass. Glass was good. Glass was pretty good already. You know what, though? Yeah. That cornstarch plastic they're making now, that's pretty good, too. I like that. That's true. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, the more stuff we... Something that occurred to me recently, and this is uh, maybe a controversial thing to say, but Uh the more stuff we make out of wood, the better off the environment is because... We're trapping carbon out of the air into our furniture and whatnot. You know what I mean? Fair, yeah. So yeah. if every phone on Earth was suddenly made of wood instead of plastic and glass, that's going to be millions of tons of carbon not in the ox- in the atmosphere, you know? Yeah, that's true. I guess the fact that most plastic now is made of petroleum products is very right. bad. Yeah. Now, the flip side of this is probably the chemicals that they're treating this wood with uh, are uh, hyper-toxic, yeah. super-toxic. Yes, yeah, they I, come I from heaven and that. are designed to poison the devil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, um, although they, this article is saying that it is, uh, they, they figured out a way to use hydrogen peroxide and UV radiation, meaning that it doesn't yeah, use uh, any petroleum products and is fully biodegradable so that's cool yeah hydrogen peroxide and uv radiation never hurt anybody yeah i mean <laughs> i'm being facetious but they're not as did, bad yes. yeah they're not as bad as the <laughs> things we we're talking about yeah nice <sighs> we're gonna we're gonna come it will come a day when you paint your house with paint and make it all transparent so the perverts can see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody wants. <laughs> yeah, but yep. you're the pervert if you're painting your house that way. That's true. If you look around and you see... Mm-hmm. Wait. Look to your left, on. look to your right. If you, if you look around you the table... Only one of you will be a pervert. <laughs> if you look around the table and you don't see the pervert, but it, you do see everyone looking at you and it makes you horny, then you're the pervert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're pointing your finger at someone, you're pointing four fingers back at a pervert. You. Yep. Yourself. <laughs> if you true. ever feel horny, you're the pervert. That's a good rule of thumb. I mean, yeah. we all know this is true. <laughs> yeah. Horniness is the purview of the pervert. Yeah. Uh, I've got an amazing... <laughs> got an amazing headline here. Uh, yeah. It was not amazing until I opened the article. Ooh, um, okay. List of people banned from attending the Game Awards. Oh, I was okay. like, ooh, juicy gossip. Here we go. Uh, soy bomb. Is it that soy bomb guy? <laughs> uh, it, there is... I have triple checked. There's one person on the list. Hmm. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay, we have to guess. Uh, you won't. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say... I wanna say Lou Bega. I'm okay. gonna say... I'm gonna say Kojima, because he's too much of a wild card. Nope, he was there this mm-hmm. year. Damn it! Um, uh, oh, Sonic! <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Sonic. Chili yeah. Usually sne- he sneaks coke in, so they don't let him. Mm-hmm. What you don't know is that the Game Awards are funded by Robotnik Enterprises, mm-hmm. so... Oh, that makes sense. Together. Everybody gets yep. one of those take-home mean bean machines. Yeah, oh, I wish. That's the best thing that ever came out of Sonic, is that mean bean machine. <laughs> um... So it is a youth named Matan Evan, a.k.a. Mm. the Bill Clinton kid, who what? followed what? the Elden Ring developers on stage last year when they won, oh. and then walked up to the mic and said, I just, I just want to nominate this award to my Reformed Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton. Thank you, everyone. Uh, um, he should be allowed there on under the grounds of come on, come on. <laughs> that wasn't what got him banned. He got uh, banned because he attended this year without doing any shenanigans. So they uh, issued him a trespassing so like, notice oh, so he could never go again. Yeah, oh, it man. was fun when you were doing cool internet meme shit, but now you're just boring, man. You're banned. Yeah, we're over you. Have a sense of humor about your dumbass video game awards, which don't mean anything, and we all know. If he Mm -hmm. said a funny thing instead of just random 2011 meme, random, lol, so random nonsense, maybe. But 
yeah, that was all I had. I clicked on it thinking it would give us some juicy gossip, and the list was number one, this guy. Anyway, that's all for our list. Lists are bad everyone's, now. Everyone's pretty mad about these game awards, right? Because Spider-Man didn't win any or something. I guess. And, uh, Baldur's Gate won everything. Baldur's Gate winning over Tears of the Kingdom is probably something that made people mad. It made me mad, because I don't think it's as good a game. But I do like I think it's better, for, personally. I saw people talking ahead of time about how voice acting was definitely going to go to someone I'd never heard of. But it instead went to the voice actor for Astarian in Baldur's Gate 3, and I think he's doing a great job. He did do a good job. That was a good... I think the voice acting in Baldur's Gate 3 in general is surprisingly good, considering yeah, the, how complicated it is. There's a spoiler, but there's one character with an American accent, and when you hear that person talk, you're like, I know that voice, and then it is that person, and I was very surprised, but pleasantly surprised. Is it, it Nicolas Cage? I played this game, and I don't know what you're talking about. Alright, spoiler alert, it's J.K. Simmons. He is Ketherick Thorm. It has been so long since I played this game. I don't remember who that is. He's the one who sounds like J.K. Simmons. Oh, He's okay. The, the you were the... playing the game. You're like, that's Omni Man. It was the it was one. In... He did ask me to get pictures of Spider Man. The one in the Underdark who is he's raising the army of the Absolute. He's got the magic stone. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's that's him. That's that's the man. I have to doing a great job. Damn video game. <laughs> You still haven't played it at all, Jeff? No, no. Yeah. Um, it's, oh. an, it's an RPG, so it's a big time investment. That's um, true. Yeah. It's a huge... I, I, I considered, because I played it when it first came out, and I got to the middle of Act 2, and then I got distracted by other things. And I booted it up the other day to be like, I'm going to start a new character and try again. And then I was like, fuck, it's going to be 80 hours before I get back yeah. to the place where I was. Yeah. Uh I am. I do want to play it. I saw a fun YouTube video the other day that was like a cutscene where if you choose the right answers, one of the characters starts talking to you, the player. Oh, weird. Yeah, because that. of like doing, you know, extra planar magic to be like, ah, no, I see the true nature of reality. <laughs> ah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. <clears throat> I, um,. I think that the one of the problems is I will never be able to go back to playing this game without mods mm. because playing it with mods is so much more fun. Just being able to get your character to level six before the the um, introduction is done, the prologue is done, mm -hmm. is extremely good because then you're just walking around and people are like, hmm, there's bandits on the road ahead. Maybe we should find another way around. And you can be like, nope, fuck it. <laughs> and then just kill them all with one fireball spell and it rules. It is such a uh, quality of gaming upgrade when your character finally levels up enough to do two attacks at once. And some of your companions mm -hmm. can do that as well. And then the downside to that is I don't keep people in my party who can't do two attacks. Because what am I going to do? Have one <laughs> attack per turn? What is this? I don't want to play this way. Um, it is a criminal crime that it takes you until level three of a spellcaster to get the spell knock, which is the only one that anyone ever needs, but goddamn, you need it all the time. <laughs> uh, my favorite yeah. spell is talk to animals, because I always got to talk to those animals. Mm -hmm. I do like when you first encounter Withers and he you get that amulet that just has um, talk to the dead mm -hmm. always on when you're wearing it. That rules. That is pretty good. Withers is the best. Withers is the best. He's like my favorite character from the whole game. When you can, you sometimes you get prompts like, "Hey, Withers, can you tell me what your whole deal is?" And he just says, "No." <laughs> yeah, I love that. Very good. Yep. And when you're like, "Hey, you could just bring people back from the dead whenever you want." That seems like powerful magic. Is that not dangerous? And he's like, "Don't worry about it. <laughs> Fuck off." <laughs> what is going on there? <laughs> I hear that the new epilogue explains more about what's going on with Withers, which is part of why I tried to play again, mm. but I don't know. I don't know. Mm, Withers origin story TV show on Disney+. Plus. I would watch it! <laughs> I would 100% watch it. Withers is great. <sighs> what were we talking about? Did you do your story yet, Louisa? No, I, I didn't. Do your story. And my story yeah. is, Prince always wore women's perfume, and his ex reveals his favorite scents. This is a Ooh. little disappointing. 
Yeah. Because I did know Prince ex- Prince's ex-wife, uh, Mayta Garcia, who is a dancer, and they had a baby who died right away. That's sad. I won't talk about that. But oh, yeah. yeah, that's why they broke up. But anyway, he says she says he loved to wear women's perfume. Yeah, no surprise. And yep. I was hoping she'd talk about like what scent notes, but no. Mm-hmm. She he apparently really loved uh, Dune by Dior, Samsara by Guerlain, and Terry Mugler's Angel. So I don't know what any of those smell cool. like. <laughs> yeah, he should have yeah. been he should have been Dune more to work on his relationship. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> get him! I guess Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I roasted for being an extremely good artist who was sad one time. Mm-hmm. Oh no, there's no way he was sad just once with how good his music was. Yeah, I mean, he did know all about doves crying. He was... It must be really sad for doves to cry, right? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that the implication yeah, of that Yeah, I think that's the point. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what his whole deal was. He was very mysterious. He was Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, yes. that's all true. That's like one of the other almost occult next to mormonism or i guess sometimes occult rather than almost occult have you guys been seeing this blitz of um shen yun uh marketing that's been going on lately no, has there been know, more than well, usual i know they're a cult is that what you're gonna say yes i know that they are a cult and for some reason the philadelphia area i guess they're coming to philadelphia uh. but We've been getting mailers and emails wow. and like pop-up ads and in commercials on TV for Shen Yun, and I had to explain to some uh, family members who are not as online as I am that no, it's not a fun Cirque du Soleil thing. <laughs> yeah. It is a cult for real. <laughs> I think I think that it's not even as interesting as a a, a cult. I think it is just the propaganda branch of a hard right-wing Chinese newspaper. Apparently it's both, though. Like, yes, yes, it is that, and that's their mission, but also they attract people into their organization and keep them there in cult ways. Mm. Yes, apparently if you work for them, you're not allowed to earn your own money. All the money they earn goes into like a communal pot that they use to feed and clothe everyone. That's a very interesting thing for the anti-communist newspaper to be doing. (laughs) Yeah, extremely weird cult shit. Um, I read an, uh, an article of someone like talking through their experience going to see it. Uh, apparently in last year's version, the show starts with a young woman doing like a temple dance, uh, and practicing her religion. And then, being attacked by communists and they rip her body open and sell her organs on the black market. Right. That's like the, the start of the show. It was really weird. They used to just have their slogan was like something normal before. And then around 2016, they started making their slogan China before communism. Yeah. It's different every year too. Like last year's was like, the the freedom of of religion or something and then this year is like china experience a china without communism or something like that yeah it's been a oh no i see 2021 i thought they did earlier china before communism is is when they started they got really into like QAnon stuff yes so apparently the big climax of the show is um at one point uh, Chairman Mao comes on stage and summons uh, an earthquake and a tsunami, and then the tsunami has the face of Karl Marx on it. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I know. I really, I kind of like, want to go see that. <laughs> oh boy! Like, this is the problem. This is how they get you. You're gonna go because it sounds cool, and then you're gonna come away and be like, they had some pretty good ideas, actually. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Mao, but the idea of him summoning a tsunami of Karl Marx is great. I do think that if I could get into a cult that would make me way like more flexible and athletic, it might be a good idea. Then you well, want that CrossFit. orange theory, right? Yeah. 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 I just need to do CrossFit. Exactly. I like that we named two different yes. fitness cults that nobody acknowledges are cults. <laughs> I think orange theory is probably just a scam, not a full-on cult. Yeah. Right? So is CrossFit, pretty much. 
I think CrossFit might have crossed over into cult, mm-hmm. given the number cult? of Q. Yep. Yes. Given the number of QAnon people who are also CrossFit people, I think that they've accidentally softened the brains of their people too much. Mm. Turns yeah, into himbos, they, you're saying. Exactly. Yep. Brawn over brains. Yep. Okay, well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and please let a friend know about the show so we can continue to grow. Uh, and if you want to find out more about us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. I don't think we've posted in two years, three years. Um, if you actually want to talk to us, you can talk to us on our Discord where we talk to people every day. People are posting and we respond. Um, so that's the place to go. You just need to message one of us on social media and then you can uh, you can get an invite. So you can find me on Blue Sky at Matt Heron. I'm on Letterboxd and Steam and Instagram as JeffJK. Find me there, weaponizedlanguage.com for all the shows. That's it. And you can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read the comments. I'm the best around. So for titles, I've got Pope's Exorcist, Something, and Prince. Didn't we just do P last week? No, M was last week. We've okay. done we haven't done P in a few weeks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Um Pope's Exorcist Planks uh. of Wood? <laughs> no. Hmm. Maybe. Um. Plastics. We did talk about plastics. That's true. Plex libraries. Mm. There we go. Sure. Pirated movies. Mm. I'll go Pope's Exorcist, Plex Piracy, and Prince. Nice. Pretty good.